on this or what? What do you think? I took a look um, at the guy. He doesn't look like he's on uh, I would just prefer to blame my uh, psychotic asshole. Okay. Can I do that? Sure. Okay. Well, nice job, psycho. Um, I really don't know what to do with something like this. Uh, did he, he kill himself? He killed himself, yeah. Awesome. At least he did the taxpayers a favor. All right. What goes through someone's mind that they feel the necessity to kill you know, their family? I don't even get it. Uh, if you really want a human answer coming from me I and am, being yes. honest, there's been plenty of times in my life where I've wondered what's it all about. There's been plenty of times in my life where someone else has gotten me so angry that I, I saw black and I got really upset and pissed off and I went to the deepest corners of the darkest basement in the cellar of my mind. I cannot relate to complete psychoticness like this, so I guess there's hope for the Pharaoh. This is just complete insanity. Who the F would do something like this? But apparently we're, it, it's, is it a virus? There's a lot of this shit going on. Uh-oh. Is this a Don't spiritual psychotic virus it. going on? Don't say what. Don't you say think whatever it. you want. I'm keeping us nice and clean. Hi, YouTube. Hi. Could it possibly Hi. be a... No, I won't say it. No, don't say it. Antonio Banderas' heart attack was one of the best things that happened to me. What? This is what he says. Is that what he said? I realized that it's probably one of the best things that ever happened in my life because the things were not important and I worried about every day about them meaningless. Okay. Antonio Boris uh, Banderas says of his 2017 heart attack. Thoughts on Antonio Banderas, who is married to, or maybe he's not married to her anymore, Melanie Griffith. What would you think of Melanie Griffith? Did you find her hot? She's not unhot, right? Uh, she's not Mandy Rose. No. Okay, just wanted not to make Mandy sure we Rose got that. Hot. Yeah, but she was definitely attractive. What do I think? Well, I'm glad that this was 2017 and not like this week. So that's nice to hear that it was a f- several years back. But doesn't that make sense, though? When you get a, a, a life and death situation with your health, you tend to reevaluate. Isn't that the normal thing to do? And know. then what do you usually do? About six months pass, you feel a little bit better, and you go right back to doing whatever it was you're doing. That would be my story. <laughs> well, it was mine, too. You try to roll me into that, right? <laughs> yeah, you know, I mean, it is what it is. Uh, he's Zorro, isn't he? He is Zorro. That's all that matters to me. The guy is Zorro. That's like the worst. Don't. Worst do it. movie ever. Don't you do that. No, he was Zorro. cool as Zorro. Zorro. You don't like Zorro? No. You know, Tyrone Powers thinks you suck. He just called in from like 1940-something. You never liked the mark of Zorro? No. Douglas Fairbanks Jr., for God's sake, played him. In, in the school? 1920s, it was a huge Did you read the book in, in America? Did you read the book in school, Zorro? Read the book in yeah, school? Zorro. I can't say that I read the book. Who wrote the book? I have no idea. I heard that it was uh, Jim Phillips. Is All right, listen, true? I want to get to my... Now you're calling out guys that no one even knows. Yeah, this is, it's your friend. Start mine. off bad on a Sunday. I'd like to thank the band that sings a theme song for Monty and Farrell and first. Jimmy Farrell, along with his partner, Bart Griggs, make up the band Wisteria <laughs> Hall. Wisteria Hall sings sing such great songs in my dream, this life, not far behind. And don't forget the theme song for Monty and Farrell, Riding High. Bart Man! You can find Wisteria Hall's music on the Wisteria Hall YouTube page. Hit the like and subscribe. Hear them on Spotify, Apple like. Music, or Reverb Nation. Subscribe. If you, didn't know it, you are watching Long Island's number one pro wrestling broadcast, Monty yeah. Nefaro. Seen on the YouTube where over 2 million viewers have seen us. And have. We got shut down and then starting yeah. all over again. Monty right. Nefaro Facebook Live page. Hear us on <laughs> iHeartRadio, Spotify, Anchor, or see us on the Monty Nefaro Twitch TV page where you'll see our special guest, Maven, who's sitting on a couch waiting for this rhetoric to get over with. If you're lucky enough to live in New York, catch us on Channel 115 every Tuesday at 7 p.m. and Saturday at 11 no, sorry, 9.30 p.m. 9.30.
uh, and on Channel 20 at 7 p.m. Mm-hmm. Uh, we want to thank our new sponsor, ah. Manscaped. Uh-huh. Uh, you know, have you tried the new equipment that's been sent? I'm afraid because it says Weed Whacker. <laughs> I'm scared. Maven, Manscaped. What are you thinking about Love Manscaped, it. dude? Love it. What do you use it for? Necessity. <laughs> what don't I use it for? Put it this way. <laughs> the only hair I have on my entire body is these eyebrows yeah. that oh. you see. These wow. caterpillars racing to the middle of my nose. That's it. <laughs> that is it. That's all, that's all I have. And that's all I want. That's the so pay- Manscaped is you, a must. We were talking before the show. There's nothing worse than just hair. Yeah. Right? Hair on a woman, hair on a man. It's just bad. Absolutely. And it's the one thing that the older I get, it starts growing more in unwanted areas. Absolutely. I hate it. I'm going to ask you a question. Uh-oh. Just going to go out there. Oh, boy. Go for it. You're doing a deed... Yes. <laughs> Again, I don't want you to have to admit this because we, as men, we try not to admit this. But if you're going to uh, go do I the know deed where, on a woman, I know would you rather have her be hairless or a little hair, racing stripe, or <laughs> racing stripe. full retro bush? <laughs> racing well, stripe. Retro bush is out. Yes, thank you. Retro bush is out. Yeah. Um, I don't mind a small, well-manicured landing strip. <laughs> Every now and then, if it's completely, and I'm talking like baby's ass bald mm. then i i start where is that pedophilia line that yeah. i'm that i'm i don't, I don't wow. want to wander into that that's very interesting like that. i never thought about wow. that. you're a smart dude Holy yeah. shit. so if the landing strip is clean enough for the plane to go in smoothly you're cool with that if the landing strip is has like i said well manicured yeah. you yeah. can see both sides it's not like blinking lights on both I, sides of that landing? i just don't i don't want <laughs> you know i don't want the shrubbery going off into yeah. Unwanted areas on that. Gotcha. As well. Oh, yeah, look but what you found. Ooh, I got to be all honest gotcha. though. Hey, the, ah. the, the older I get, though, I don't. I think I don't think I can be as. Uh, <laughs> I as, found as, it. Have, I found have it. Have you ever gone down there and like just like you, she slowly brings down the underwear? Then what is retro? Just absolutely. Retro? You're like whoa. Wow. Yeah, like I'm forty-six. Like it pops out. Do you like walk out or what do you do? No, I, try, I muster through. I muster up the <laughs> courage. Get He's through. a trooper. Yeah. He's a trooper. <laughs> Gotta give him a name. Yeah, not all. Not all heroes wear capes. Yeah, I, there you no, go. I, I, there you listen, go. I couldn't. I Super couldn't say. I couldn't say. Well, <laughs> if you have the same beliefs as Maven does, Manscaped could help you. Absolutely, the weed whacker. Absolutely. What are you thinking? I'm thinking that I may have to like you know go in a room, close the door, and hang out with the weed whacker for a little while. Yeah, I think you're a retro guy, aren't you? I like 70s adult films, if that's what you're getting at. Yeah, there you go. Yeah, but with that, Ron we're going to take a quick Batman. commercial break, and we'll be back with this wrestling icon, Maven. We will see you in a dropkick second. A uh, dropkick. So. You need a body shop? You need engine repair? Auto Excellence. Collision Specialists. 631-261-6420. That's 631-261-6420. Auto Excellence. You want to star in your own success? Call QuickCast. www.quickcast.com. 866-7-CAST-NOW. That's 866-7-CAST-NOW. QuickCast. Star in your own success. Do you treat your dog as part of the family? (laughs) Well, so do we. So why not celebrate your pup's birthday with the ultimate party box? Check us out on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook at Party Pup Info, and let us make your pup's party or any celebration perfection. 
All right, welcome back to Long Island's number one pro wrestler and broadcast, Monty Nefaro, only seen here out of Indie Music TV, out of straight out of Long Island, on a special Sunday show where I was totally jacked for this, very, very excited. Yeah. We got a three-tour show, but none better than the great Maven in studio. Thank you, sir. Wow. Gentlemen, thank you. You said wrestling icon, and I, I started looking around. Looking around. I don't view myself as an icon. Thank you for the uh So let me ask you, praise, let me ask you this question now. I bet you, and I, totally, I went to 10 people out there walking the streets, okay. and I mentioned WWE Maven. I bet you 60% of the people know who that is, and I bet you if I said to the same 10 people, MJF, not one would know who that guy is. I, I, I'm respectfully going to disagree with you. If you go out to 10 people out there, I would say maybe one or two might remember me. Um then again, wrestling is such a niche business. I also, I, you know, anybody that's that comes that's ever said to me, "Oh, you're a celebrity. You're this." No, nah, no. Nah. A celebrity do, is somebody my mom would have known. Wrestlers are not that. But but hold on, you also are a reality star too. Yeah. Think about that. People, hey, look, I know a lot of people that watch Surreal Life. I was one of them, <laughs> and uh, you know what? Facts are facts, dude. People know who you are. I'm just saying. Uh, you know what? Here, I gauge things by my wife. Who are you having on this? this Sunday. I said, Maven. She goes, oh man, I love that guy. So there's a perfect example. Does my wife watch wrestling? No. Does my wife hate wrestling? You guys watch This Is Us. <laughs> so there you go. Well, first and foremost, I'm sorry. <laughs> Thank you. you. To, Thank that you. That you have to go through that. Well, this, I just don't view myself that way. I mean, I'm on the train uh, going in and out of the city every day and it might be two or three times a week that people recognize me. Mm. So that's a lot. Mm-hmm. I think that's a lot. I, I mean, well, yes. I bet you going put Stone back... Cold on a train. And I bet you maybe some more people might notice, but I bet you he could cruise on a train. People wouldn't say shit to him well, either. 20 years ago, I would go into a grocery store and literally everybody. Absolutely. Right. Yeah. But, sure. You know, obviously with time, sure. as time passes, you know, memories fade. Hey, look at us. They wiped out our channel. Right. People forgot who the we're, fuck we were. We're fading right in front of you. <laughs> right in front of us. We're already ghosting. <laughs> you know what I well, think? Well, I'm glad you could have me on to go ahead and give it that extra kick in the ass <laughs> out the door. That's the spirit. <laughs> wow. Oh. So, Maven, thanks for coming on the show. How's your health and how's your family? Uh, family's good. Um, my health, it's my health is good. Now, I'm starting to run into... You know, the regular normal stuff that wrestlers run into, the wear and tear on the body. My neck, my back, I mean, they constantly hurt. And when I say constant, I mean there's not one day I, I'm a, I wake up now where I'm not in pain. That said, I would still have done everything I did. I wouldn't have changed a thing. I knew what I was signing up for. I knew it wasn't ballet. Oh, so in other words, you're not like Mick Foley, who's now crying to blues because now his head hurts. He can't walk anymore, and he's going on social media. Oh, my life, I, I can't do anything anymore. You don't think it was the match where he threw himself off the Empire State Building? <laughs> yeah, you? onto a table. Now, Mick and I had you know, vastly different careers, and I have nothing but for respect for his in-ring work. Oh, sure. And the ground that he laid. Sure. Um, I just, I know for me, you know, at 46 now, everything hurts. But here's what I hate, and I'm when I say hate, I mean with a passion. It's when I see any athlete get on in their 50s, and they they say how much you know they would have done something different if they would have known diff, you know differently. No, you wouldn't have, because when we're in our 20s, when we're young, and when somebody's flashing money and fame, 
in front of you, your blinders are, are up. Right. And you have tunnel vision. Right. And you're going to do whatever it takes to get both. Right. I'm just I, – I will still admit it. There's nothing I would have done back then that knowing what I'm going through now, I would have changed. So what you're trying to say when Mick Foley says he did this for the fans – Really, he's full of shit. He did it for himself, and he did it for the money, right? Anybody that stands up there and says that they did it for the fans. The fans, I'm not saying that they didn't do it for the fans. The fans is probably a a byproduct of it. Of course. But the fans, anybody that, that, that says that they did do something for the fans, it's because of the, the, uh, the feeling that we elicit from that fans chanting, from the fan reaction. That's what becomes a drug. So it's inev- inevitable something for them. While doing it for the fans. Right, right. By the way, Rhonda M says, Maven is one of my favorite people in the entire world. So, see, I was right again. There you go. And I was right. I, well, I'll tell you why I, I agree with you and do think you're right. Thank you, Rhonda. If you line up 10 wrestling fans of today, right? sure, I agree <laughs> with you that they may go MJF. I recognize him. Mm-hmm. But I think what Mike's getting at is, is, is that you were part of one of the biggest eras in yeah. pro wrestling history yes. where a billion people were watching. Yeah. So I think what he means is, is that if you just pull any 10 random people off the street, they might remember you quicker than they would the current wrestling niche that's watching MJF on TNT. You know? Very, very true. That's what I'm, th- I, I'm thinking he means by this, you know? I, I'll be honest. I don't, I don't watch the products nowadays. Mm-hmm. I don't watch any of it. Okay. I, I, if you've watched... Five seconds of wrestling, you've watched more than I have mm-hmm. in the last few months. Gotcha. gotcha. And it's not that I, dis, I, I don't like the product. Here's, <laughs> you, you, you might appreciate this. Whenever anyone asks me, whenever I tell them, Man, I don't watch wrestling, they're like, oh, why not? Yeah. <laughs> and, that sounds like somebody we know. <laughs> Go ahead. And, <laughs> and my answer is inevitably, I don't want to see my ex living her best life, moving on without me. Boy, do I get it. Yeah, I do why get do that. I want to yeah. get kicked in the nuts on a daily basis right. of something that didn't want me? You truly loved what you were doing. I did. If you feel that way, you truly, truly loved what you were I, doing. I, I, loved, yeah. I loved everything about it. The good, the bad, the ups, the downs. Yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, I'll lie, the money. I kind of, I kind of, kind of think too. If you were like a multimillionaire, you wouldn't walk around with the, no teeth in your mouth, too, right? Right. You go to a dentist. Right? You would put dentures in, right? right? I would do something. Pearly See, McFoley, even Maven, saying, "Put some teeth in your mouth, clown." <laughs> yeah, you can afford to chew the McDonald's. At least look good when you do I'll it. I'll tell you what. If I didn't have teeth in my mouth, that landing strip question, I'd probably broaden out my answer. <laughs> you certainly did. Yeah, Maybe you, you should get you start dribbling on... all over it, and then she's got. Uh, Maybe it's... you should get blinking lights on both sides. Oh, Mans- sure. Manscape would have to come with like a napkin to clean it up. <laughs> The weed wiper. <laughs> I, you know what it is, guys. I'm the I'm the one wrestler. I'm the one guy that I'm going to be perfectly honest. Nice. Whether you like it or dislike nice. my answer. Nice. Like I hate it when guys talk about you know did you take steroids and they did hint around or beat around the bull. I did. Okay. I did. Of course. I, I'm okay. not. I'm not sorry for it. Right. I wish I'd have taken more. I'd have done everything the same. And nice. I, I, at this point in my life, at 46, I'm not. There's no one I'm trying to. Uh, get the approval of, you know, so why lie? Very cool, bro. Perfect. Perfect. Being comfortable in your own skin, there's a lot to be said. Tell me that. about your mom and dad. A lot to be said. Tell me that. about your mom and dad. Uh, if you know my father, I'd love to meet him. So you're, gotcha. I'm more than, I'm all ears. <laughs> um, my birth mom, um, you know, we're talking about the 70s. I was born in 76. My birth mom, I was born in Nashville. 
Um, she committed suicide the day after Christmas when I was uh, two years old. Mm. So I have no recollection, no memory of her. My birth father, I could run into him right now. I wouldn't. I would ne- never met the guy. I was fortunate though. I was adopted by my aunt and uncle. My my birth mom's brother and his wife adopted me um, a few months after my mom's passing, and they became mom and dad. They you're growing up. They I. You know, I had a great childhood. My relationship with my mom was, you know, I have tattoos, and they're all something for her. Mm. She was the one, if you remember on Tough Enough, um, she was actually on the show because she was battling cancer. Uh, we lost her in 04, but mm. I had, I mean, it just goes to show. Blood means nothing because here's a woman that I don't share a drop of blood with, and she was the greatest mom I could have ever imagined. That's awesome. I'm adopted, so yeah. I totally get what you're saying. I had to, and and whenever whenever I tell anybody my story, they immediately their immediate reaction is, "Oh my God, I'm so sorry." Don't. I had the greatest childhood imaginable. Do you still reflect on the parents you never met, though? Never. Uh, wow. Never. Oh, that's never. impressive. I, 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 I have no. I have. Good question. That's impressive. I, I have more of a desire to see this fictitious bush we're talking about <laughs> than I do meeting my birth strip. father. Yeah, I got you. I have no desire. I got I've you. never wanted to. I got if you. If anything, I wouldn't mind seeing him for medical reasons. Mm-hmm. Is there, hey, is there anything right. I need to be prepared Completely for? Completely understand. And yeah. B, what does he look like? Because right. the only thing sure. I know about him is he's devastatingly handsome. Other than that, I <laughs> no. know nothing. There hey, you listen, go. you know, without being. That way, uh, you are a handsome. Oh, you God are a handsome you. man. I mean, seriously. I mean, I can't even imagine what happened out there in the, the real oh. world. Speaking about the real oh. world, you, you made quite a career for yourself after wrestling. You want to share that with the fans a little bit? You know what? I was fortunate. Um, I. <laughs> it's weird. I uh, I get out of, of wrestling, and I was I was a little bitter when the WWE let me go. So I, you know, I was doing a little bit of indie work, but I kind of wanted to just get away from it and see what other. Um, avenues I could I could get into in entertainment I had a uh, arm I had a show on on BET mind you I mean I've always assumed I was half black but I don't know mm. but I had a, a show I had you know two seasons on BET um, I was able to host for the home shopping network which was the best job ever I mean I went out there and I sold NFL and sports merchandise for 15 minutes, 30 minutes at a time, and got paid an ungodly amount of Crazy money. Crazy money, wow. man. Ridiculous. Really? Mitch okay. Seinfeld. Could be just be me. Yeah. That's what sticking no, to Mitch it could be you. Yeah. But, you know, if you're really good at it, which obviously you're a good speaker, a good-looking guy, you, you, you go. probably tore that up Kill watching it. that counter yeah. go. Forget Everything's about it. Everything's features and benefits. You learn that. Mm. What are the features of any product? How does it benefit you? You take that mindset into anything, I don't give a damn what you're selling. You can sell it. Features Ooh. and benefits. It's the nice. easiest way to look at it. Wow. Yeah. Nice. And you work for the Nets also? I worked for, yeah, a, um, a good friend of mine, a guy I actually played baseball with in college, was one of the vice presidents for the Nets. Um, he brought me in to, to do sales, and everybody thinks that COVID is the reason I left. It wasn't. The reason I left the Nets was because we signed KD and Kyrie. Okay. And after you sign two guys that are going to fill the arena, mm-hmm. they don't have much need for you. Mm. And we literally got we we sold that arena out for probably three to four years, right? And I mean, just my whole department gone. Literally, the people that I worked with at the Nets, all gone. <laughs> all I only know of one guy from my tenure there that's still active with the Nets. So I left, you know, get left the Nets, and then COVID hits. I had no clue of what I was going to do. 
Um, so I just want to spell this out. Are you telling me that your department was eliminated because the, that they sunk all that money into those two guys? Or? My, de- my The department wasn't eliminated. The people in the department was eliminated, meaning bloated salaries were eliminated, oh, bloated I um, uh, commissions. So they were trimming the fat. That's what I'm getting, I'm getting to here. Absolutely. Interesting. And new ownership. Right. That was when the, uh, the Russian owner sold to um, uh, Joe Sai. Uh-huh. And, you know, with new ownership, right. I understand they want to do, mm. they, they're going to want to bring their own people in. Right. I respect it. I enjoyed my time there. But I'm sure that your staff showed up way more than Kyrie does for basketball games. I had to have. I mean, yeah. if we showed up once. <laughs> I just figured I'd throw that in. Hi, if Kyrie. We, if we showed up once, I doubt, oh my gosh. Is there anybody that oh, you can... Check stealer. That makes it so easy che- to dislike. Check stealer. So easy to dislike. Oh, well, what, what, you're not into Nazis? What's wrong with you? <laughs> I don't know. I was, I was always told growing up that they were bad. I, I, me really? too. Yeah, That's me interesting. Too. Me too. That, you know? The damnedest thing, I believed it. Yeah, yeah. And the next the thing you know, he's going to have a, a book drive for Mein Kampf. He's a great guy. <laughs> we love him here at, uh, yeah, go next. Anyway, good Lord. That guy's the most sickening athlete. And you athlete. thought oh, you were right. going to do a wrestling podcast. I love the fact that <laughs> I'm not. He's killing it. The, He's the, killing it. The, what are you talking The If I owned a net, meaning I would be a billionaire, I would have no problem. Be like, what do we owe him? Right. Here, write him a check. Get him right. out of the building. All right, right. we got to get control of this. Yeah. Maven, in 2002, you wrestled. <laughs> arm bar. Go ahead. Go ahead. Tell us about the arm bar and its overall effect on the impact of a match. Maven, Maven, what was the first thought you had with the first time you went out in front of a live audience? Does the ring bell hurt your ears? You're so close. <laughs> why don't we go back to the very beginning of, of why we have you here on the couch? Tell us about Tough Enough and how did that yeah, Why work? the hell is it? Yeah. You know, what was that? I don't even want to interview me. He doesn't want I can't to, believe it. Pl- pl- please be interviewed, please. Uh, how about Tough Enough? Where, yeah. do we, where do we start with that? How does that all begin where we get to know Maven in the first place? Honestly, it was a damn joke. It was a joke? I was a big fan. Okay. Loved you know, the, the aggression era. I right. loved it. Loved The right. Rock. Loved Austin. Loved just what those guys were doing. And I literally would watch The Rock. I mean, I you know, played college baseball. And, I mean, you know, you know how guys are. Yeah. I would cut promos on all my buddies. And, just, <laughs> and I knew I could run my mouth. Like, I knew I had that aspect of it. And then you heard Jim Ross, you know, one night on Raw, have you ever wanted to be a wrestler? And I'm like, yes. <laughs> like, I have. And my buddy's like, yo, dude, you should for real make yo. a video. So, wait a minute, but it's a rock and Austin that kind of drag you. It's not like Hogan back in the 80s, that type of thing. It's those guys. So, it's the actually, rock Austin thing. I actually grew up watching mid, mid, uh, Mid-Atlantic. mid I grew up on the NWA more like the four horsemen. Oh, so okay. you're a trader. Trader. Wait a minute, you're though. A where, where, where were you watching? Were you watching this here in New York? If you were, you were a trader. But I was where watching were... on my television in Virginia. See, no, he's safe, much. dude. He wasn't watching yeah. in New York. I watched he's watching in New York. I, I watched yeah. it, I watched it in the mid-Atlantic region. There you so go. not only was I not a trader, go. I was home team. Yeah, Gordon Soley for life. I got, <laughs> I got you. I got you. But okay, but it's The Rock and Austin that's sending into overdrive for you, though. I think that's what, you know, those guys... I don't think there'll ever be two no. an, an era or two entertainers yeah. that, at their peak, right. do what those, those guys did for right. wrestling. They took it to right. another level, right. a complete another. Well, next the, level. the ratings say so. Uh, yeah, not Rating, just Stone Cold. The money. Right. When I got when I got up and you know, fast forward in a couple of years, when I got up on the full active roster, um, both guys. Austin was uh, down, you know, off the show doing house shows at the time, but Rock was still doing house shows for a small amount of time. And when I and we would get paid, yeah, we had a downside guarantee, but we would get paid 
yep. per attendance, mm-hmm. how much you sold out an arena. Right. On right. a Saturday night house show, meaning no cameras, we were selling out the American Airlines Arena in Dallas. Sure. I was making you know, $7,500 a week because Rock was drawing those houses. When he left and you had different guys drawing the houses, cut those paychecks by three-fourths. Seriously. Wow. Whoa, yeah. Whoa, so, whoa. so. That's a chunk. That proves to me what the what those guys meant to the business. Right. But I, I sent a video in because as a joke, thinking there's no way in hell they're going to pick me. Why would they? And I got a call. I was a school teacher. I was teaching sixth grade at the time, which tells me there's something drastically wrong with our system if they let me teach kids. But. <laughs> <laughs> this is a landing strip, kids. <laughs> Kids, Why kids, right hand for landing strip, left hand for full bush. Okay. Blinking lights straight on both sides. Timmy, you can't uh, have both hands up. Um, tuck the tongue in. I, <laughs> I know, Timmy. Let go of yours. You know what you're doing. Um, oh, Jesus Christ. Oh, little Timmy. Little, little Timmy. Timmy. Little Timmy. I, I got Thank cuss- you, Uncle Me. Like this, Mr. Maven. <laughs> Oh God! I'm gonna get a call oh from God. the uh, the the district out there. There's some things we needed to talk to you. Yeah, about. yeah. I, I, I'm I, moving you up to ninth. <laughs> I grade. I went to tough enough thinking at like, yeah, there's no way they're gonna pick me, and mm. then they pick me for the house because when I was in line waiting, I'm seeing a bunch of guys that look like Batista, and right. John Cena, and right. Just, I mean, just roid. Ah, but just, are they handsome? But yeah, there were some good-looking dudes. Ah, okay. And I was trying like, to help you out here. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> and I was like, "There's no way they're going to pick me." You know, I mean, right. at the time, I was. Right. You know, I'm six two. I weighed about a two hundred pounds. Okay. And um, the fact that it's still a whirlwind, and it still shocks me that I was able to do what I was able to do with it. What kind of shape you were you in when you were auditioning? Average. I can show you. So it wasn't the Maven we know. No. Damn. No. It was was, um, the guy who thinks he's in great shape. Okay. But he's – and he's probably in better shape than your average person. Understood. But he's no one – by God, no one that should be taking a shirt off for a living. Not a specimen. You know what? Think about it this. You could tell you were the star of that that program at the time. Yeah. Well, I think I was the – I had the personality. That they knew they could work with. Right? Okay. And I think, you know, the wrestling's, a, wrestling's a different beast. And the reason why is because I don't give a damn how, how good or nice or whatever you are. They're not going to let you go up at a Yankee game and, and face, you know, 100-mile-an-hour pitching. I don't care how good of a football player you were. You're not going to be able to play for the Jets or the Giants. You're not. Right. Wrestling's the one career that if you have the right personality – and a decent work ethic to where you can build yourself up and learn the psychology of the business, it's attainable. I'm proof. You know, I was the fan that transitioned to an active WWF, WWE roster, you know, superstar. Mm. What else, where else are you doing that? You're not doing you're not you're not calling up the Giants and be like, hey, I want to try out. But but think about right. the class you're in, right? You got Nowinski in your uh, class. Yeah. Nowinski now is one of the major CTE. Yeah, I thought right? he was excellent. By the way, no you got he. Josh Lumberger. Really now, why did they keep that name? Josh Lumberger <laughs> ends up becoming Josh Matthews. Yeah, right. right? Why did they keep Josh Lumberger? Lumberger? Wouldn't that have been much better? Hey, it it could have been much funnier. A I lot think. more you could have done with it in the comedy yeah. aspect. But this sure. is the most important part. You had Nidia, and I got to tell you, when they put those <laughs> jean shorts on Nidia, I was I was all in. <laughs> Fox on whatever time it was. <laughs> Wife wasn't home. Oh. It was me and Nidia. Landing strip. <laughs> <laughs> horrible, horrible. Hey, 
He's waving the plane in. Yeah, he certainly was. <laughs> oh, my God. But, yeah, you, know, you had some beautiful uh, women on that show, yeah. too. Yeah. So, like, how do you not get involved? Good-looking guy like you. Mm-hmm. How do you not get involved with, with these the babes? Women? Oh, my are you, God. Are you saying you don't? I did. Well, if you did, oh, then did. we're at – He did. did. There you go. Roll right into it. So, do yeah. tell. Yeah. Not with – I mean – Anybody? You got you got some uh, you know. Did you hook up with Nydia? Uh, might have. Okay. Here's okay. what I will say. Here's what I will say, and just because I want to respect. Understood. Yeah, you know, their their aspect of it. Um, there was a, <laughs> there was a uh, in the behind the scenes the uh-huh. following year that they showed, and they showed two people underneath the covers, but uh-huh. they never they never revealed the faces. Okay. And we're all and it's you know we're doing the the. It was after, I think, season two, and they were doing something for MTV at the time. And they show, and they're like, oh, dude, who is this? And I'm just sitting there, because I knew it was me. Right. And I knew it was <laughs> right yeah. with her. But it Damn. was, yeah, it, 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 it was just, I mean, we were there for nine weeks, and I wasn't dating anybody, and she wasn't either. And, I, I mean, I think, you know, just Gosh, she eventually. Was, she was so smoking. <laughs> eventually, <laughs> hormones take over. I'm so jealous. Do you need a few she was actually alone? a very, you know what though? She was actually, <laughs> she was actually a, a very, she's a very sweet person too. Mm. Like as nice as she portrayed herself on TV, she's, she is that nice. And for the guys, um, either one of those guys could have won it. I only won because I could talk. That's it. Did you get a million dollars for that? God, huh? If I did, I'd love to know where it's at. Oh, I thought the prize was a million dollars. No, that was the one. That was the tough enoughs after my. Oh, season. they screwed you. Then. My yeah, my. Uh, What'd my, you get? Twenty bucks in a McDonald's coupon? Yeah, I got a target. Tar- doesn't matter. Tar- he got Nidia. What does it matter? Oh yeah, you he don't wins. need a cash. You don't need a cash, cash prize. Got a, ca- Wait a, a minute. Target gift card and a Manscaped ball trimmer. <laughs> hey, win 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 win. Nidia, help me out. I don't know how to use this thing. Perfect. Two thousand six. I won. I won the uh, my season. We won just the contract for a year okay. which evened okay. out to it was a, a one-year contract at the time for wwe they paid a thousand dollars a week so it was about a 52 that came out to about and you paid for your own travel or they paid for travel they pay for airfare that first first couple months while you're getting on the road to get ready they help you out meaning okay. cars and stuff for you they'll make sure you get to and from um the arena but right. one of the big wrestling misconceptions is that you know you're taking jets everywhere nah they're flying you someplace, and then your ass is getting in a Ford Taurus, figuring out how to rent a but, car but to, and get to the next. But to be family. fair, right. you just said it: fifty grand a year, yeah. one year. Now you're doing house shows. You plug it away. We'll just call it ten grand a yeah. week, right? Because you may be doing Saturday, Sunday shots, maybe Friday, Saturday. Once I shots. got on the road, I started making more money than I've That's ever seen. That's what I'm talking. So right. in the right. end, it's got to be like a three hundred thousand dollar year, four hundred thousand dollar year. I got when I got on the road. It, the thing about wrestling, though, the, the whole thing with that is staying healthy. Right. Because yeah. the minute that you get injured, You'll you lose. go to your downside guarantee. Right. And down, my downside was still good. Like I think after my first contract, after my fifty thousand, I signed like a hundred twenty-five thousand dollars downside. Meaning, if I get injured, which I did, I broke my leg. Um, that I'm guaranteed to get that. But you make so much more money if you're actually out doing the shows. Now, because, how'd you break your leg? Uh, played baseball my entire life. I was doing a baseball slide. Uh, wrestling Christian on SmackDown, mm. uh, the dumbest thing ever, and I slid up over top. Uh, my boot got caught on the canvas, right? And I literally bent my leg, and I broke the Jammed. the shin uh-huh. and my ankle. And I, to this day, I can tell you when it's going to rain because it still hurts. 
Now, this is going to sound strange, but as far as <laughs> you did the hardcore. Shocking. I know. Coming from me? Do you believe this? Hardcore champion three times. You told me about, you know, the downside stinks when you get hurt. Did the hardcore wrestlers have any clauses? Because they're hardcore wrestlers. When they made you a hardcore wrestler, you must have been like, gee, great. I got to go order a case of fucking Advil now. No. I mean, there's no, ah, too no. bad. You're just a hardcore guy. You That's see, the now, way it goes. Maven was really enjoying this. What? Until you just pulled that question out of your Now he's going to think right. about it. He's going to be like, this guys, I've had enough. Me. I'm out of here. Those guys fucking robbed me. No, I wonder about that. The hardcore walk guys. Out, walk you know? out now. Yeah, walk enough. out now? Enough. With all the beer I bought you? You better stay put. <laughs> Keep drinking. No. Anyway. Like, when... Like Vince McMahon did not run a uh, democracy, right? He of course ran not. An authoritarian government. That's, That's right, baby. You were gonna he do Vinnie Mac. Wait a minute, you hear that? Boing. <laughs> that was Mike just now. Go on, keep talking I about. I love myself some Vinnie Mac, man. <laughs> and you were, I mean, like if you if you questioned oh, anything that dare. he had to say, oh. they'll find someone that won't question, right? And that will do right. it, right? Right. And there's no clauses. There's no extra pay. There's no nothing. However. And I'll ne- like you'll never get me to say anything bad about the WWE because when my mom got sick mm. and she was battling cancer my entire run, and in right. two thousand and at the end of two thousand and three, um, she was put in the hospital, which the only time she would leave would be to pass away. They told me go be with her. My checks came every week. They never bothered me, and I was in. I was out for eighty days mm. with her. And, I mean, how many companies are going to do that for you? Not many. Thank and you. And wow. for them, it was – and it wasn't even a, like a call every other week and be like, are you ready to come back? Right. It was a, how are you doing? No pressure so whatsoever. And the night wow. my mom passed, wow. the night she passed, Vince called me himself. Mm. Like you know, so this whole thing about Vince McMahon doesn't care about anybody. He's, he's heartless. A heartless oh, scumbag heartless. isn't true. Here's what I'll say about Vince. He signs the front of the checks. I sign the back. He's a businessman. There you go. He's a freaking businessman. And how many businessmen do you know that are that successful that don't have a little bit of just, I don't want to use the word arrogance, but just uh, overimportance, overabundance of importance on themselves? You don't get to that level if you don't have a little bit of asshole in you. Uh, and you how just, about you, the compassion he showed you when your mom you passed, won't, though? But what he it, showed me the compassion it, when I it, needed it. However, wow. however. If I would have went to him and bitched about, you know, right. doing a match, right. I think I'm getting, you know, there's a few too many thumbtacks in that match. Oh, no problem. Uh, we'll find somebody else that, that won't bitch. Raven? <laughs> 2006, you do Surreal Life. Now, listen to this yeah. past, Farrell. Alexis Arquette, CeCe DeVille. Okay. Right? Okay. Steve Harwell, Sherman Hemsley. Mm. Wheezy! <laughs> Tony Katane. God rest oh, her soul. Okay, yeah. okay. And Alexis Arquette also, right? She, yeah. She, right. she, he passed. And Sherman. Whoa, wait a minute. Sherman passed. Wait, yeah. you're about to read. Hold one minute. Wow. Andrea Lowell. I can't, I don't know who that is. She was, uh, she did like, remember the Playboy Network? She yes. She did like some like radio show or whatever okay. on the Playboy Network. Because okay. I did watch this. I just couldn't remember. And then most importantly, Florence Henderson, yeah, which is no. just huge. Yeah. I mean, just to be on God the show with Florence. Can you tell us about any experiences in surreal life? Um, so they brought me on thinking I was going to be the, uh, the like, hookup with, with Andrea. No, she liked Asian guys. I was so not her type. I was the polar opposite of what her type was. Um, <laughs> this was funny. So, and Tawny was, like, Tawny. I was going to say, did you hook up with Tawny? No. <sighs> like, here we go. So, How about Florence? So, yeah. <laughs> 
Florence didn't stay in the house. I probably would have for the just for the you know just the, yeah notoriety, the prestige. Right? Hell yeah. yeah. Here's the story. Yeah. Well, there's always a lot. <laughs> listen, there's always that lights off option. Hey, Carol right? Brady. Man, I Absolutely. Mean, I, I mean, that's yeah. straight. Yeah. Good God. Where's so, Alice? So. <laughs> Ow, my nose! Oh my god! Um, oh my god! You so, and your you and your bad your lousy arm. So they bring me into the house, and we're doing like you know interviews to learn about what you think of the cast. And I informed them that yeah, Tawny Katane and her you know straddling that jaguar was probably mm. the first you know, uh, you know let's just say excitement <laughs> I got as a young man, and <laughs> I can't believe I'm in a house with her now. And how'd she look back then? I'm getting to it. Okay, gotcha. Yeah, 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 yeah. Gotcha. Yeah. Let it breathe. All right. So <laughs> she uh, she gets in a fight with her husband at the time. And I want to say Chuck Finley, maybe. Okay. Oh, really? Uh, okay. The baseball player. Yeah, and I got gotcha. you. They get into a, th- uh, like a fight over the phone to, pull, to the point where I guess they she says she's leaving him when she gets home. So me and Steve uh, Harwell and I think Cece's out of there at the pool. She comes out, strips. Fuck him and goes and runs and jumps in the pool naked. And you see on TV, you see me look up, see her, and then go like this. <laughs> and they asked me, they were like, Yeah, well, you told us you had this big crush on Tawny. Why did you look away? And I was like, Because she looked like 180 pounds of chewed bubble gum. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> and they fucking Brody. played that for. Oh, they did? And oh. so I had so much heat oh, with her because she was sweet. Like, yeah, she tough just, getting old. She looked different. Yeah, gravity wins. She looked different. Gravity, gravity wins. That's why. That's why I try to tell him, like, the, when we were growing up watching old matches, right? Oh no, they meant so much to Stop me. Stop doing it. And if you ever like go on a network, you're like, oh, let me watch this Bob Backlund Morocco match, and you go, oh man, this what's is with just, this on bar? I mean, not this that it's going a major comparison, but I think you just don't go back, right? You just yeah. want to leave the memories. Now, Florence would have took a close up, jumped in the pool. I don't want to say it would have been good, but Florence, she wasn't there enough to do it. Florence, only person that didn't stay in the house, she went home every night. She would show up just whenever the cat, like to film, right? And then she would go home. She wasn't. She wasn't. Was it scripted though? Is it? No, it wasn't scripted. Not at all. No, it wasn't scripted. It's just people Hmm. that were people were there for paychecks. Like when they called me, what happened was they were having Cece Deville on the show. And I guess they were going to have Brett Michaels on the show because if you remember, Brett had Rock of Love, right? Yeah, which debuted right after that. Which, by the way, was a hot show. A great show! Man, like, what it. a great idea! Let's have a bus full Surreal of real life and Rock of Love. Yeah, let's have a bus full of strippers and go around and see what get yeah. drunk in different yeah. every city. That's yeah. yeah, sign me up. And so, but Brett and Cece for a shoot hated each other. They, I'm talking, despised each other. So right. Brett evidently pulled out of like two weeks before the show. So they were stuck. In a hard place. The casting director from my season of Tough Enough was doing the casting for VH1. I get a call. Someone needs, you know, can you, she called me and I was taking a nap. She And I had just been released. She was like, do you want to do The Surreal Life? And I was like, nah, that's the, that's the has-been show. And then she informed me how much, you know, it's $50,000 paycheck. And I was like, I'm packing. Yeah, fuck yeah. Yeah, yeah I'm packing. <laughs> It's ten days, like like. Now, did CC get like share with you? Like, get mad? He goes, if he fucking shows up on this set, I'm gonna rip his wig off or no, anything like that. No. See, Cece talk. Have you ever heard his talk? Because he talks like this, and and he just talks so fast the whole time. And it, yeah, he was. He, I don't want to say he was annoying, but he was annoying adjacent. So again, you grew up watching these people, maybe yeah. listening to music. You know, again, Absolutely. whatever. But 
how do you not mark out for something like that? I mean, a, a, a part of me does, but up at this point, you know, in, in late 2005, I had been around all of the guys that I grew up, you know, idolizing. Right. You know, the, you know, the Rock, all Hogan. Right. Shit, first time I met Hogan, he asked me if I would, you know, meet, you know, maybe he's like, maybe brother, can you come over here and meet my son? I'm like, yeah, yeah, sure. Like, you know, because his son was like 11 or 12 right. and was a fan of Tough Enough. There you go. You right. know, so right. at this point, there wasn't anybody I was really going to mark out for. But that said, it was still so cool. I, I mean, seeing, you know, Weezy, you know, seeing Sherman and Weezy. he and I used to like, we, you know, you, you lose touch with people. But he and I, a couple years, you know, following the show, would call each other every Christmas just yeah. to just to, and it wasn't like a long two hours catching up. It was three minutes. How you doing? How's how's everything? You'd get a Christmas call from George. Jefferson. I would. Yeah, from George exactly. Jefferson. That's amazing. And it was like one that time. Elections. Like one time, <laughs> I'm I'm you know just sitting at my house and and like the phone rings and I look down and it's like fucking George Jefferson's calling me. Like <laughs> amazing. Yeah. Like little ten year old me that grew up in a seventy foot trailer in Virginia, like wouldn't have never believed right. this. Right. So it's my holiday call from George Jefferson. Yeah, just like what, you've like, done pretty well for yourself. It's man. just life. Life, <laughs> life takes you in some different, in some different, uh, different ways. That is for sure. And then it, Tony Katane jumps in a pool and, and naked in front of me and ruins and all your blow, dr- and ruins all your dreams. dreams. <laughs> here, here I go everything. again. <laughs> yeah, but did you see the splash on her cannonball? On my own. On my own. On there my you own. Go. Oh, no. Here I go oh, again. I wish I was back on tough enough and Nidia. So much for my white snake. Oh, sorry. I had to. Thank you. I got the drums and everything. Mike, who is this? I don't know who this is for this question. I also didn't ask. Okay, well, I'm asking. uh, Now, you could act like you know what you're talking about. Bullshit, I can't. He's honest. I'm honest. We've got something going on here. Uh, Can we talk some pro wrestling, it says here? Uh, Shaza McKenzie recently. Mm. Who is Shaza? What is this? Mm. Ask Maven. Shaza is a uh, she's a an independent wrestler. Okay. from Australia. Okay, who I met last year um, at WrestleCon in Dallas. Um, I was in, introduced to her as like this is your biggest fan. Okay, and come to find out, like I'm now her biggest fan. I mean, this girl has got a huge following on social media, okay. and I'm like. Very, very bad at social media. Gotcha. She can't but, be that popular. He doesn't know who she is. Well, I don't go on social media. It's not her fault. Well, <laughs> she's guy. She's, oh my God. she's just like making a you name for herself in the in the indie wrestling scene. And okay. it doesn't it doesn't hurt that she's just drop dead gorgeous. Okay, like just drop dead gorgeous. So why didn't you tell me about her? I figured if she's drop dead gorgeous, you'd let me know that, Mike. I don't know the script. <laughs> it just it says, "Can we talk about?" The, it, it doesn't just, say. I. It, it always it always amazes uh, me. I like I like I entered like they introduced me to this girl and they're like she's your biggest fan and I'm like I can't believe that like pretty girls. Man, Is Vince aware of her? I mean, what's the story with her? I yeah, I don't know how she doesn't have a job in one of the companies. Okay, it, okay, WWE Impact right. or AEW. I well, think it's a matter of time. Well, she's getting, she will be employed. She's getting by an extra plug right now. Maybe Paul will watch it and be like, "Who's that?" Uh, and she can work. And she's like, like <laughs> she can wrestle. Excellent. Yeah. Excellent. Well, she recently, of course, stated that you are her favorite wrestler. And getting onto this resume, this is the Mark portion of the program, <laughs> brought to you by the Weed Whacker Manscape, <laughs> um, PWI Rookie of the Year. Look, we grew up with PWI. We, right. were, we were kids from the '70s and '80s into the '80s, obviously with the wrestling mags. When those were the center of the universe, PWI Rookie of the Year, three-time Hardcore Champion, 
do these do these things mean much to you as far as winning titles and and accolades, or was it just like ah, it's Not just a, a they don't you don't get an extra check for it, right? Not a thing. All right, congratulations. Here's the hardcore belt and twenty dollar coupon at checkers. Like in my nothing. <laughs> Here's your Benigan's gift card. Yeah. Don't need it all. Enjoy your money. headache and your I'm, and I'm see the keep doctor. I'm reiterating nothing matters because. Nidia. He was with Nidia. Yeah, that's all that you, you could have left right after Nidia. You realize that. You're, 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 putting, yeah. you're putting way more emphasis on the whole Nidia thing. Yeah, he than loves, I, than even he I loves I Nidia. This Dude, is, you I, do. I got to tell you, I spent a lot of time with Nidia. Uh, fair enough. <laughs> this is real. Does she know this? Was she there? No. She has she no clue. She wasn't even there. She has no clue who <laughs> no this fat, bald old guy is. But I did spend plenty of time with her. Holy sprained wrist Batman. Man, that's rough. That is rough. To get to answer your question, not a thing. <laughs> not a, it doesn't mean a damn thing <clears throat> to me. Really? Like, I, like the, what we did was entertainment. It's not. Right. I, I didn't win anything. Right. I didn't win a damn thing. Right. I, Oddly I, enough, though, you've been given a nod though from the promoter because look, if he's going to put a belt on you, he's giving you a prop. He's like, hey, okay. And when you win the PWI Rookie of the Year, you're definitely getting a vote of approval from the marks. That's tough. That's tough enough. One being a success is that what that the was? Is that thing, was that was that their only reasoning there? Interesting. I, it has to be interesting. Like, I, for the, Very I mean, interesting. You know, think okay. about it. The biggest the biggest wrestling company did something for the first time ever. They, whenever anybody asks me what I'm most proud of, mm. it's the fact that tough enough that there was a tough enough two. Right. Because if I wasn't successful okay. enough and tough right. enough one, right. they would have not. They would have yeah. never had a. Tough you don't enough get a two. sequel if you, you don't the, exactly. Right. Right. Yeah. So that's what, like, you know, I mean, it was almost like we were the trial run. Okay. And the fact that there was a sequel means that I did something right. Yeah, you sure, you but, sure you did. But, you know, I'm not going to, no, I'm not going to go and, and brag. Like, it, it's so funny. And, and God bless all these people that have, like, their 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 rooms in their house and their, their trophies and stuff. You walk in my house, there's not one, you, there's not one thing in my house that says I used to wrestle. Not mm. one. I don't care. I have never. I probably later in life will wish I would have. Well, actually now because I could sell that shit. But right, um, there you go. Like there I just, go. I'm not. I'm, I'm just not. I don't give a shit. No action figures on your dresser. Not a one. <laughs> not a one. This is unbelievable. But I have two action figures to my name, okay. and that's only, only. Because they were given to me within the last year, right? And I haven't had a chance to sell them yet, right? Yeah. What do I do? With, what do I do with these anyway? Well, it's like, I like, like I don't know. I just I got you. I I love the fact that I get more enjoyment when people like send me stuff to work, like cards or whatever, and sign, to be mm-hmm. able to sign. Mm-hmm. If like being able to make someone else's day means more to me than anything. I'm not going to look at, at what am I going to look at the PWI Rookie of the Year plaque and be like. <sighs> yeah, fuck that. Like, did, did you sell that thing? Huh? Did you sell it? I never got it. They never, they never sent even it to got me. one. Bill the Lather. They oh never got it. Got lost in the mail. That's, and uh, like, I guarantee you, though, if I had children, I would feel different. Yeah. If I had like a little Maven running yeah, around, right, right, or you know, then maybe I would, I would, you know, just to be able to leave that to them. Right. But to me, I don't give a shit. No big thing. I don't give a shit. Vince's uh, most fond creation. He's been asked several times in his lifetime uh, what he's most proud of. And tough always, enough one. He'll always, <laughs> boy, he's really letting me down on this one. Sorry, uh, Vince will always answer that it's, he's most proud of the Undertaker creation and and adores the Undertaker. Considers him the greatest thing he's ever done. 
How did you feel the night that you're the, actually most the, remembered? Does Stephanie and Shane know about that? Yeah, yeah. Speedoots. Wow. I didn't think about it that Bam. way. Bam. I didn't think about it that way. No wonder Shane left. <laughs> He's been, again, again. Uh, you know, obviously you're very well remembered for that 2002 yeah. Royal Rumble where you eliminate The Undertaker with the dropkick, and it was really a holy shit moment yeah. before holy shit chance was so prevalent. Um, being that The Undertaker is Vince's, like, all-time favorite, what was it like when they broke you the news that night? By the way, this is the Royal Rumble, one of our yeah. big four yeah. that we've been doing for decades now. And you're going to eliminate, yes, you, young man, you're going to eliminate basically Vince McMahon's greatest creation greatest in the creation. history of his business. It was, and probably for, for the better. I didn't know what was going to happen. They, you know, I got I caught wind of it a few days early um, when I was in um, training in Cincinnati. They were like, "Ah, we think they're going to fly you down to down to Atlanta for the Rumble." Okay, I thought, okay, they're going to have me come out, do one spot, get eliminated, no big deal. But they want to have the tough enough kid out because up until this point, I had only been on live television four times. Um, they fly me in the day of. They never fly you in the day of if you're going to make. Do something important because they want to make sure you're. If you're that important in the show, you got to be there. They want to make sure you're there the day before. Yeah. They don't want to deal with, you know, flight layovers or whatever. So they flew me in the day of. I got there around three o'clock in the afternoon, and they immediately they were like, "Go to the ring, find Shane." Fortunately, Shane was with Vince at the time, and when they told me, like Taker looks down. I mean, Shane was with Taker. Excuse me. Taker looks down at me and he goes, "He's gonna fucking what?" And I was just like, oh, my God, like, he's going to kill me. And it, what you, I quickly found out was it, Taker had to sign off on it. And Taker knows what I hate in wrestling is when people don't want to do the job, meaning they don't want to put someone over. The only way we can be successful in this business is to build other people up. If you don't build someone up and you just squash them, what have you accomplished? Nothing. Taker knew that. Taker was building me up by giving me that one drop kick. That one spot gave me a career. It has been the reason that 20-some years later, I'm st I still answer annoying questions from people. Do you remember, remember the Taker spot? No, I don't. <laughs> you know, but if not for that annoying question that I have to answer, if not for that one spot, I wouldn't have had the career I had. So where Vince talks about his best creation, it's because he did it for a man who wasn't afraid to create for others. others. Yeah, for and us. that's to me, that's you know, that's the wrestling food chain. You know, and and I you know, you know, being later in my career now, I hear all the time or I have people hit me up and they'll be like, You're the reason I got into the business when I saw what you were doing and I'm like, wow, like that's if that's my legacy, I'm fine with it. If my legacy is that someone else can get motivated or or you know just push themselves to accomplish something because they saw that I did it, hell, I'm perfectly I'm happier with that than any PWI award or hardcore championship that writers wrote for me. No, you I'm made more you, than you happy made a difference in someone's life. And Absolutely. I mean, that's what we're here for, right? Concrete difference. God bless, too. man. Yeah, that's a great way to approach things. Absolutely. That is the way everybody should. Uh, let's talk about something that's more serious. Um, you did fall into the trap of uh, dependency mm -hmm. with some painkillers. 
How does that happen, and how does it become out of control for an elite athlete like yourself? I, how doesn't it happen? I mean, you know, we, we were on the road. My God, I think my accountant did my, my taxes one year, and one, there was one year that I stayed injury-free. I was only home. Now, home means I still could have had a flight home, but not on the road working. I think it was 102 days. Mm. So think about that, how many days, you know, that we're actually out working. And, you know, our job, it's, yeah, people want to say it's fake. Yeah, you can't fake gravity. Mm-hmm. It's a physical environment but that we do you remember in. the first time it get, it approaches you like you're wrestling you're a young guy you're, you're you're building a name for yourself what is day one right so I, everybody knows the united states right we have mm-hmm. a, a huge heroin dependency oh, yeah. problem within the united states and i always thought to myself like person's there there's the moment right they have this opportunity to shoot heroin or smoke heroin or however else they do it knowing that the the minute they do this they're going to be hooked on this life, for life. life you just signed be, yeah. the devil's contract. Yeah. Do you remember day one when you finally said, hey, I'm going to take a, a painkiller? Well, yeah, I do, actually. Fortunately for me, I never went down that, right, no, <laughs> that right. deep of a road. Right. Gotcha. But, yeah, I, bro- I broke my hand and uh, broke a finger in my hand. They had to, <laughs> ironically enough, bring me out here to New York to meet with the Yankees hand surgeon who operated. It was a, you know, quick operation of putting my bone back in my finger and he wrote me 30 painkillers i'd never taken anything and i had to fly out the the, the same day mm. to go to in the next show because i could still wrestle with it just tape it up and i remember getting on the plane and the first pill i took i was just like I, i'm on to something here this wow. is this is i don't know where this has been my entire life but i'm glad it's here now mm. and you know what it'll just it'll be something that that It'll be bad. I'll battle it until the day I die, and it's just something that I am not. I I have a uh, an addictive personality, but there's some things like I could have this beer around me for all all day, and I'm never going to have a desire for right. it. I'm just not into drinking. No, it's just right. not my thing. You know, there's other drugs that people you know do, you know in cocaine or you know whatever. E, nah, no interest whatsoever. Painkillers, man. They, yeah, that that was that was my devil. So, do you think this country is too free wielding through the medical, through legitimate um, lanes, mm-hmm. for lack of a better word, that we hand out this medicine too often and too easily? Oh, well, it's money. If you can show me a way that, because um, if, if, if companies weren't making money off of it. You wouldn't you wouldn't hear of it. Mm. It's always going to be it's always going to come back to money. And how can somebody make a buck off of it? And unfortunately, you know, whether it's pharmaceutical companies or insurances, they have found a way to keep people sick and profit off of it. And as long as that happens, there's always going to be an issue because unfortunately, the the, the shit works. Right. Like, yeah. I mean, like it's just it's. You yeah. know, it works, mm-hmm. you know. It does. Well, yeah. <laughs> it does. Yeah. And, I mean, it's it, it, I, it got the better of me. And, you know, like I said, it's going to be something that there's not a time, even to this day, I walk into a pharmacy, my eyes immediately go back to the pharmacy part right. of it. Yeah. Because I can remember countless days going in, you know, going back and knowing I'm getting my script filled, you know. 
Unfortunately, this stuff is so prevalent in the pro wrestling business. Sure, after the like first time you, after the first time you got a doctor's prescription, were you able to actually get it from friends in the business? Are you kidding? Well, not necessarily from friends in the business. But when when I was there, it was the Wild West. Right. You we. I mean, I literally could walk into any doctor, and I mean, just tell them you know what I do for a living. Right. And they would write. They were me working with you. Right. Whatever I wanted. Wow. Yeah, it Jeez. was the, it was literally the Wild West. I mean, we're talking about before they put the regulations on it mm-hmm. that they currently right. have now right. on it. I mean, I was I was going into doctors getting you know two hundred and forty <sighs> pills at a time every week and running out and running out yeah. were those oxys? Uh, no, just Percocets. Percocets yeah. running out literally. Right. Wow. Yeah. We mentioned Vince before. Can you tell us the first time you met Vince McMahon and we talked about marking out? And yeah. You said, hey, at this point, I didn't mark out for anybody. Was that an intimidating situation? It, with that's Vince? The, yeah, that's the best word, intimidating. He walked in to, when we were doing Tough Enough and we were actually in the ring and we had to do a match in front of him. And you, gosh, you want to talk about just fear because here's the guy who, um, you know, he talks about creating The Undertaker. I mean, I, I guarantee you. You know, the, just like the same way your heart felt the first time you saw Nydia, mm. he feels this. Vince feels the same way. I guarantee you, when he sees wrestlers, he immediately probably knows yes mm. or no right. if he can turn them into something marketable. And um, just just fearful. God is. I hope he likes what he sees. If he doesn't, you know, I still hope I get a chance. And then meeting him, he's like Vince gets a bad rep, rep, you know, rep, and I get it. Like I understand it. Man, he couldn't have been nicer to me. Mm. Like, he used to, like, and I mean, and, and he's got such bigger things to worry about than me on a, on a, during a day of a show. And he used to pull me aside. And I remember one time he pulled me aside. We were getting ready to go to Australia. And he's like, yeah, just when you get over there, just, just get your, get your, get your character over and just be you. You know, you're, you're enough. And I was just like, hey, like, this guy's got everything in the world to worry about. And he took, but, you know, that's what makes him smart, right? Because he knows that guys like you are the future of his company, and he knows that he has to help guide you to, to become that, right? Because when you do, I mean, it's changed now, right? At yeah. some point he got smart and said, hey, I'm tired of, like, having stars, and I'll make the company the star. But, yeah. but you know, I think that's smart business. Vince, Stephanie, Shane... Does Stephanie have that same characteristics as Vince? Did Shane have those same characteristics as Vince, or no? I would say Stephanie probably has it more than Shane does. Um, yeah, I mean, Shane's uh, Vince always wanted the son uh, like Hunter. He always wanted the the big, jacked up, great wrestler son. And Shane, you know, Shane was a, a, a fearless, you know, and could go out there and do whatever, but. He was never going to be the wrestler right. that Vince probably wanted. Um, and, you know, Stephanie had the, the business, you know, just the, the knowledge for what the business should be. And, um, I mean, I don't know if, if either of them probably lived up to what Vince would have wanted. However, I don't think anyone could have. I think what Vince had in his mind as the perfect offspring doesn't exist doesn't exist it's probably it's probably john cena's body with the rock's charisma mixed with you know triple h's right. you know in ring work you gotcha. know and that person just doesn't exist and they got to talk like hogan yeah 
So before we get to we're almost out of time, before we get to Farrow's final Thank question. God. There you go. It's almost over. The pain, <laughs> pain free. Um, <laughs> wow. Are you taking a pill for this? No, you should take a pill for this. <laughs> Jesus. Oh, my God. I love the fact. <sighs> hey, if I can make you stop and say that, I, my job is done. My job well is done. done. Well done. Well done. <clears throat> what are your thoughts on the whole situation with Vince McMahon with these lawsuits oh. or anything else? Uh, do you think it, it's fair Man, what happened? Do you think it's not fair? Like, or do you really don't care? Like, I, I don't give a shit. Here's what I know. I wasn't in the room. I don't know what happened. I don't know what was consensual. I don't know what was wanted. What I do know is there's always going to be someone with their hand out. Always. Mm-hmm. Always. And I, Fuck, I don't know. Huh? I put my hand out. Oh, absolutely. If the price is right. Oh, I've always said it. Like, I wish Harvey Weinstein wanted to jerk off in front of me. <laughs> there you go. I didn't go have for sex it, with this guy. Where the hell did he come go from? You don't remember me? Now, that said, that said, <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. Like, I, I can't know what was consensual. I don't know. Right. Like, yeah. You right, know, I do. Right. I do know that. Did you ever hear rumors in the locker room? No. Like, hey, this oh, guy. I mean, nothing that was. I mean. My God, it's a wrestling locker room. Like, what's what the rumors you hear right. backstage are pretty outlandish. Yeah. Right, hearing that Vince is you know fucking one of the girls does not fall under that category. That's right. not outlandish. Like, no, okay, yeah, big deal. Right. That's that's right. Okay, yeah. what's for lunch? Go, boss. Yeah, like what's go for have lunch? somebody. Like get some. Like seriously, <laughs> and it they wouldn't have even like what what <laughs> what. <laughs> Vince is banging a girl 30 years younger than him that's balls hot? No way. I don't get it. Trish, Stacy Keebler. You're kidding no me. hot chicks hanging around here. You're, what are you talking you're about? You're kidding me. No. Wow. Like, it's just, and it's, I don't know. Like, and, and Vince has a program and something that everybody wanted. So I don't know what was. And right. by the way, right. you you think this interview sucked? Rhonda says this is the best interview ever. So <laughs> screw you, he Maven. Didn't, he didn't say. He didn't say it sucked. He just said thank God it's over. <laughs> well, I don't know. <laughs> maybe we next got time. Out maybe of next this. time you know, he's not watching. Like, he's busy. Maven in nine two thousand three. <laughs> hey, hey, Maven, you were wrestling the the hurricane one time. He did a drop toe hold on you. What'd that feel like? You had the prettiest dropkick I've ever you seen. You have no idea how many times All right. I've done like that. Farrow's final question. This is unscripted, so it may be a hurricane question. I am not responsible for it, but I want to thank you. You oh, are fantastic, boy. and you are the star that oh, when you. I was a younger man, younger. not much younger, but younger. <laughs> we're, we're up there. You saw that you were a star. <laughs> you were a star. And when, like I said, I heard we were getting you on, I was like, this is a home run. This guy rocks. Oh. Thank you. So guys. God bless you, man, for sure. Farrow? All righty. Are you ultimately disappointed that you didn't get more of a push? Absolutely. Yeah. Okay. Uh, 100%. Okay. I know I could have done so much more, but at the end of the day, that's just not the way it worked out. And I'm, I refuse to live my life looking back on shit I can't change when and neglect what I could do better in the future. There you go. I mean, I th- yeah. you tell me anybody, name one athlete or name one actor, anybody, I don't care who, who gets done and says, 
I did everything. Right. There's nothing more I would have done different right. or could have done or accomplished. No. Right. Everybody's going to wish that they could have accomplished more. To me, what to, what to me was left unfinished to some indie worker out there doing working right now, mm-hmm. man, he'd give his left right. arm to have that career. Absolutely. So I'm not going to absolutely uh, for one second think that yep. that there was something. Yeah, I could have done more. I'm happy with what I had. I would sum it up uh, with. I eliminated the Undertaker, motherfucker. You got anything else you I, I would sum me? I, 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 I would, <laughs> You know what I mean? Like I said, like you know, I, what's your problem? Like I said earlier, yeah. I'm even more than that, I'm more happy with the, the person. You know, Bill, Bill, Bill Shannon 205 from Arkansas. Mm. Hey, man, I just had my first match. There you go. I, I trained for two years because of what you did. There you that go. means more to me than that. And it should. That means more well, than that. I would sum it like this. Here's a man who lost his biological parents. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Overcame. Yeah. Yep. Became a top-notch professional wrestler. Yeah. Left was the a school Was a school teacher first, by the there way. There you go. That's the success in my book. Overcame an addiction, which all of us go through in some form or yep. another. Yep. Yep. Carried on his life in very popular jobs. Was yeah. a actor. Yep. In some very popular shows. Yep. And still has plenty of life left. Yeah. So I applaud you, sir. You are an incredible yep. human being, and um, I'm glad to at least had you on this show. And thank you for giving us the memories that we had. And most importantly, to top it off, you had an idiot. And that in itself. He eliminated The Undertaker. <laughs> Whatever. Got it. <laughs> The honor, the honor's all on this side. Thank you. All right, Pharaoh, send us out. Thank you again, Maven. Thank, Thank you, you sir. You've been watching Monty and the Pharaoh, and until wait a minute, what, until what? We have another one coming, don't we? Do we have another show in between? We Tony have our show. Then we got Mr. USA Tony Atlas and a very special Christmas, pre-Christmas special where Tony has a special guest, and we're gonna have some special things for the fans, and they get to. Tony's see coming here. Tony's yeah. coming here. Yeah. Tony's a close friend of the show, um, yeah. Yeah. and Tony, you know, I don't know if you. Must have heard the rumors. Tony enjoys shoes and oh, no. to get him through life. Oh no! And, uh, he's brought oh, no. a friend. Oh no! So he no. wants to give the fans a Are little you Christmas serious? gift. Hmm. Yes, Tony. Tony enjoys this, and we're always hmm. listen on this show. Oh, boy. Say and do what goes. you want, brother. Yeah, yeah. It this... cost me a lot of money, but that's okay, right? We you just know have what, to though, start I think, over. I think we're gonna everything. Life has a way of correcting itself. I think we're gonna get back to. The way we used to be eventually, because eventually it's going to get so crazy and outlandish, and it it's going to cons- like just this over protecting of people is going to consume itself. It has to. It's just ridiculous. I hope so. Ridiculous. I hope well, so. I think I think people, like you said, have to stop being so offended. Listen, I believe in anyone's right, whatever they believe in, right? Mm-hmm. And you can discuss it like adults, yeah. right? And I, I look, I'm I'm very high on religion. And people, some people find religion to be fake and annoying, like a fairy tale. I hear Bill Maher all the time putting it down and other comedians putting it down. Does it bother me? Yes. Do I get all butthurt over it? You don't no. try to censor them. It is what it is. We right. all have a right, right here to speak, you know, right. to, speak yeah. our, to speak our mind. Absolutely. So, I mean, that's, I heard, what, that's what I, we hope. I heard the, uh, the guy, this was years ago, um, who defended the, the, for the um, ACLU. He, he was the lawyer defending the Nazis for mm. putting a book out. Mm. And he was like, 
freedom of speech is I hate everything he says, mm-hmm. but I believe that he has the right to say it. Right. And to me, that's just like that's where I can hate everything about what someone believes, but respect that they have the right to believe it. Right. As long as you don't guide people to hurt others. Agreed. Right? Agreed. You could say and feel what you Agreed. want, but don't guide people to yeah. hurt others. Yeah. I mean, that's where we all have to get past. We gotta we gotta stop hurting people. Yeah. We gotta we gotta do a better job there. And you know, again, that's where you've been fortunate enough. You are in a position where you could still you still change lives. I've seen I, I've seen enough of the bad parts of life to know that somebody writing something negative about me on the internet isn't going to be what upsets me. I don't right. give a shit. Right. It's I irrelevant. care about what somebody that I'm never going to meet. Yeah, thinks. it's irrelevant. Yeah. Do I care? Again, I'll say it again. Yeah. You should be pretty proud of the man that you are and become and what you're carrying on. So I mean, people can say yeah, what I'm they want. They to, really don't have a clue. I'm going to need you to say all that again so I can get it on tape. <laughs> <laughs> All right, with that, this has been Mike Monty. This is The Pharaoh, and you've been watching Monty and The Pharaoh. Stay tuned for uh, Tony Atlas, where you will experience... Well, you got 7 o'clock show first, oh. then Tony at 9. Okay, stay tuned for the 7 o'clock show, and at 9 o'clock, you will experience the thrill of victory and uh, the agony of the feet. The feet. We'll see you later. <laughs> oh, <Later>. boy. <laughs>